0: More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and
1: carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, parent power. Being a Catholic parent can be hard work, and we never stop worrying. Let us help you make parenting a little easier. We're going to help you overcome those parenting challenges with kids at every age and stage. Give us a call. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body uh, reveals how you can
2: actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's
1: not just settle for stopping your son's behavior.
2: Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology-of-the-body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety.
1: Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen.
2: The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to Life. Good
1: morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, parent power. You know, being a Catholic parent is tough work, and we never stop worrying, no matter how old our kids are. We want to help make your parenting life a little easier. Call up with your questions about parenting kids at every age and stage. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 573 7825
2: you know i think you hit the nail on the head completely honey it's the fact that we (laughs) worry we worry and and the world and satan torments us with things to worry about when it comes to our children because we have these precious little people and they come to us as gifts from god and then if we are catholic we promise all sorts of things At their baptism, to raise them to be good Catholic people and to protect their souls as best we can. And then we have to raise them in this world with all the things that can go wrong, all the things that are going on, all the struggles in our own family life, all of our own woundedness, all of the crazy relatives we have to raise them around. All of those things that just make us worry. Mm -hmm. And sometimes all the worry keeps us from being able to see the best things to do to be able to accomplish all the things we want to accomplish to protect them and love them and to raise them upright and we need some help figuring out what to do in these situations and that's why we're here for you today on more to life so just give us a call and let's work it out together at 877 573 7825 that's 877 573 7825 and that's if you're hoping to have kids actively raising kids or dealing with all the way up to adult kids and grandkids we're here for you call up and
1: share what are you worried about with your kids maybe you're wondering how to help them succeed in school or you're concerned about helping them get along well with their peers or worried about helping them grow in their faith or, you know, worried about keeping them on the path as they enter adulthood or go to college. Whatever your worries are about your kids or your family life, we want to help you calm those concerns, connect with God's grace, and reclaim your power to help your kids become everything God created them to be. Give us a call. The number is eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Again, that number is 877 Five seven three seven eight two five, And, you know, every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, um, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years where he talked about how, by examining God's fingerprints on creation, we can discern God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier holier relationships
2: the theology of the body reminds us that families are schools of love and virtue where we all learn to live life as a gift and that parents are the most important teachers in this school of love now parenting is hard and it's tempting to just settle for getting through the day with our kids but catholic parents are called to do so much more The Theology of the Body reminds us that parenting is actually one of the most important ministries in the Church, because it's the primary way the next generation of Christian disciples is formed. The world needs loving, responsible, godly people, and God has commissioned Catholic parents to give the world what it needs.
1: And that's a big job, right? But the more we can approach parenting in a prayerful, thoughtful, intentional way the more we're able to fulfill our mission as catholics to let god change the world through our families by raising the next generation of faithful courageous loving responsible godly men and women now look none of us none of us know how to do that perfectly and no matter how well we think we were raised by our parents none of us are saints yet and none of us knows how to raise a saint but that's exactly what we're called to do so we've all got a lot to learn And that's why every day, especially when we're struggling, we need to turn to our Heavenly Father and ask, Lord, teach me to be the parent you want me to be in this moment and and all day, every day. Help me to respond to my kids in ways that will glorify you, that will help me be my best self and bring out the best in my kids in every situation. Give me your love and grace and let my kids experience your love and grace through me. You know, the more we're able to approach parenting in that prayerful way, the more we are coming to God and asking Him to teach us how to raise His kids. And so we don't have to worry so much because we realize that we're not parenting on our own. Mm. We're parenting with God's help. We just got to remember to put him in the driver's seat. <laughs> Give us a call at 877-573-7825, you know, and tell us what your questions are about parenting and whether you have littles or school-aged kids, teens or young adult kids, parenting is always a challenge and we never stop worrying. What worries do you have about your kids? Whether you're wondering how to help them succeed in school or get along well with peers or helping
2: them grow in their faith or launch into young adulthood. Deal with the world the way it is. If you're just feeling so exhausted as a parent that you don't know how to raise them upright, and that worries you because you don't feel like you're ever going to have the strength to do it. Whatever is challenging you, whatever is worrying you in parenting, whether you're just starting out are you doing it for the next generation we are here to help you today on more to life give us a call at 877 573 7825 that's 877 573 7825
1: we'll take our concerns to the lord and then we'll start taking your calls in the name of the father and, and the, the son, son and the, and the holy, holy spirit,
2: spirit. Amen. amen
1: lord jesus christ we bring our families to you and our children to you and we ask you to help us to be the parents you are calling us to be. Teach us to respond to our kids in ways that glorify you, that help us be our best selves, so we can model all the virtues that we want our kids to exhibit, and show us how to bring out the best in our children so that through your grace we can help them become everything you created them to be. Bless our families and make them true domestic churches, outposts of grace in the world, where we can receive your love in our hearts, share that love with our kids, and let that love shine out in our homes to draw the world to you through our witness as your loving families. We ask all that through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And in the name of the the Father, Father, the the Son,
2: Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen.
1: Pope St. John Paul the Great.
2: Pray for us.
1: Today on More to Life, Parent Power, we're talking about all those worries we have as parents, whether we're you know, worried about our kids succeeding in school or life, uh, getting along well with their peers or not giving in to peer influences or helping them grow in their faith or launch into young adulthood or even raise their kids well if they're adult kids, we are here to help you overcome whatever is worrying you about your parenting life. Give us a call at 877 573 7825 again that number
2: 877-573-7825 let's talk now with maria who's listening to ewtn radio in florida hi
1: maria welcome to more to life how can we help you out today
3: hi thank you for taking my call certainly what can we do for you so um i am a mom a catholic mom of four kids um Uh, My son is going to be 15 next Thursday, and um, I have 12-year-old twins and a little guy who turned seven years old on Friday. And so we have um, been working specifically with the three older ones regarding the the cell phones and, you know, how to introduce them to the technology in, Mm -hmm. like, a healthy way, because you know, they, they kind of have to have technology, but also sure. very scary to to give them the full access when we don't feel that it's healthy for them to just have an open-access phone. So what we had decided to do was give them, um, like, a restricted phone. There's a phone called Pinwheel where they don't really have access to social media applications, um, and so it's a very limited phone. Um, our oldest son, we, we gave him, when he was going into middle school, um, we gave him a regular phone, and so he had access to everything, um, and he was hit with COVID initially, and so then he came home, and, you know, uh, there was all of this drama with COVID, but then he had some other struggles, and eventually we took away that phone and gave him the pinwheel, and um, that helped a lot when we removed that, so I'm not really sure what kind of, experience. what, what did it, what, what did, did it help,
1: help with? Yeah. What, what did it help what with? Is, was under? he
2: suffering from anxiety oh, well, or depression or was something or going on socially?
3: Oh yeah. He, he went into, um, had a lot of, uh, I think there was a, a depression, um, had a lot of behavior issues. Um, you know, it was, he started his sixth grade year and then COVID hit. We did the homeschooling and he was home all of seventh grade, started refusing to do schoolwork and, um, it was just a very bad year, I mean, okay. for him specifically, and, you know, the world. Um, but then one of the things we've changed with all of the other things that went on in that year is that we switched the phone. Um, and right. for okay. him and his twin sisters was, he got this restricted phone. Um, and it was part of the things that helped with the changes that became positive. And so when he started high school, he continued with this pinwheel phone which was restricted um we told the kids that we were not going to allow them to have social media um and you know he but now something's gone wrong so So, so what's up with him now now? and so he started um on the back end um using snapchat through his laptop and you know we said no snapchat we started it started becoming, you know, the battle, and um, he would Mm -hmm. still do it on the side. And, I mean, we've been through – this battle has been going on and on for a while, like about a year, year and a half. Um, Finally, I decided to um, kind of come to a commitment, like a a deal with him, right? Like, I'll give you – we can do some social media that I feel more comfortable with. So I said, okay, let's do – you can have Instagram. I'm on Instagram with you, and I can see your friends. I like – that application a little bit more and i definitely don't like snapchat at all um and so um that was the deal that we came to last year and so he we agreed to that and he would stop the snapchat then we found that he was doing the snapchat again and you know yeah, he, he didn't
1: agree to it <laughs> so so the, your yeah, question well, is I then what exactly it, yeah. right right and we found right but what snapchat so how again. can we help you today what what's your question for us because we're going to run out of time
3: so i'm sorry so, um, so here we are again, and I just found out that he's again back on the Snapchat. And so, my question is, um, mm-hmm. I guess, like, for, for me as a mom, like, it feels like, you know, it kind of has come to a point where, um, a lot of things seem to be with, with him, um, kind of like his way or the highway. Um, it doesn't seem to be, um, compromise or commitment it's kind of like when we get to that point it maybe he'll uh, say all right
1: I, and i have to jump in now because we're going to run out of time to, to say anything so so i get what you're saying but 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 here here's the thing all right so when it comes to to parenting and i understand what what your you know your concerns about sure. social media i mean it's where you're you're absolutely right on to to, to be concerned about it Um, The problem, of course, is that so much of adolescence, especially social life, happens on social media now.
2: And especially since COVID. These kids are reaching out to each other mostly through social media.
1: And so, you know, when you're saying it's it's his way or the highway, what he's really saying to you is, look, you know, Snapchat plays an important part in my social life and for me to not be on it is costing me something
2: yeah it makes me the odd man out i'm not part of the group i look weird and i can't survive that way especially after a year of being trapped by the COVID situation so you
1: know when when we're getting resistance from our kids it's sending us a message right the the message is look there is this need that doing this thing that i'm doing meets and i don't know how else to meet that need and if if mom and dad just say no to the thing, then they're not giving me a way to meet the need behind what I'm trying to do. So I'm not saying you have to give him Snapchat, but what I am saying is you have to have a conversation with him about what is it that Snapchat does for him that Instagram doesn't. And are there other ways to meet that need? Or is there some way you, you can become comf- more comfortable with Snapchat because that's the only way that, that he can get this particular need met? Um, because you, what we want to be able to do is let our kids know that, you know, we're not going to say yes to all the ways they particularly want to meet a need, but we will say yes to helping them meet that need in healthy and godly ways. So the problem is you're kind of focusing on, well, I'm giving him social media, you know, like how, you know, in in a kind of a broad way, but you're not specifically focusing on you know what specific, what particular need he's trying to address by doing this thing so it's not a matter of his way or the highway it's a matter of him saying look I, I, I'm trying to meet this need or positive intention and mom and dad you're not helping me so I, I I can't figure out how to do it other than to sneak around behind your back now does that make it okay certainly not but but the better way to approach this is to say what is it that snapchat does for you that the other social media platforms we've given you don't and, and how can, can we help we keep meet you that safe? Need?
2: how yeah. can we meet that need and keep you safe and and whole in this situation I'm also going to really encourage you, Maria, before we jump off here, to pick up a copy of Beyond the Birds and the Bees. It's a book that we wrote that shows you how to raise your children so that they understand their dignity and the dignity of others in Christ to their bones in the depths of their being so that as they navigate the world I mean he's 15 now even if you manage to keep him away from them, this from him by the time he's 18 and he's an adult he can be doing all sorts of things online he shouldn't be doing unless... You encode this in his very being with your relationship and how to do this. So the book is Beyond the Birds and the Bees, and it'll really help you see how to convey the message that you want to convey to him about being healthy, being chaste not putting up with other people's nonsense online and all the things we as parents are terrified of. It will really help you have a whole new dialogue with him.
1: I'd also encourage you to become part of the Catholic home community. That's CatholicHOM.com and sign up and become a subscriber there because we have these conversations every day. And so we can give you a little bit on the air here, but we can actually... Continue this conversation every day with our whole team of pastoral counselors and coaches. We've got tons of other resources to help you have a strong, loving, connected, caring Catholic family and address all those parenting questions as they come up. So check it out if you like. It's CatholicHOM.com or download the Catholic HOM app. and Become part of the Catholic home community so we can support you in raising a more dynamic domestic church and addressing all these parenting concerns as they arise. With that, we are taking a break. When we come back, we are taking your calls, listeners, about the things you're worried about as a parent. 877 573 7825. If you've got questions about helping your kids succeed in school, or you're worried about their interactions with peers, or worried about the peer influences or cultural influences on them, or helping them grow in the faith, or you name it, there are about a billion concerns that we all have as moms and dads. What are you worried about with your kids? Give us a call at 877-573-7825. We're going to help you cooperate with God's grace and reclaim your power to calm down and help your kids be everything God created them to be. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue right after the break.
3: The wisdom of Mother Angelica. I want you to have such confidence in the Lord that you'll find such hope and see the beauty of the Lord, the
4: majesty of God.
2: What did our Lord say, huh? If your sins are as scarlet, Oh, what? What's going to happen? They shall
4: be made white as snow. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Guerrero here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling. 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plan counselors the grading services the tests that's right pretty much everything my wife and I use Seton some of our children tell you this two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal and overall the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT over 30 percent higher on English and reading on the ACT it's a rigorous program you want to give the very best to your kids trust me on this one Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to setonhome.org. That is setonhome.org. Would you get on a plane
0: that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com.
2: Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Parent Power. You know, being a Catholic parent is hard work, and we want to make your life a little bit easier. If you've got questions about parenting, whether you've got littles, school-aged kids, young adult kids, teens, parenting is always a challenge, and we never stop worrying. What worries do you have about your kids? whether you're wondering how to help them succeed in school as it's getting ramped up again or concerned about helping your kids get along with their peers or giving into too much peer influence, worried about helping them grow in their faith or launch as they head out to college or adulthood. Whatever those concerns are, we want to help you cooperate with God's grace, calm those nerves, and reclaim your power to help your kids be everything God created them to be. Give us a call. The number is 877 573 Seven eight two five. Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty
2: five. Well, Greg Nelly, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio, called in. She couldn't stay over the break, but we want to make sure we answer her call, and we hope she's still able to listen. She says, "How can I help my fourteen-year-old son who has a lot of anger towards his father?" She and her husband were married in the church five years ago. They've were together for many years prior to that she said her husband has always been a very angry man
1: well Nellie thank you so much for the message and we definitely wanted to respond to this because you know we, we have a real heart for, for your, your son and, and for what you're going through here um, so you're, you're, you know the, the fact is you know the, the family okay your family doesn't have a healthy way of modeling how to approach anger Right. And so, um, you know, when I see this dynamic, what you usually have is you know, the, where the husband is verbally abusive, as you admit. Um, and, you know, the wife tends to be kind of the let's 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 keep a lid on it person. You know, she you, you know, she usually and I'm reading into this a little bit, but but she usually finds herself in the position of not wanting to rock the boat or, or cause too much problem. So the only model then for anger is to either be explosive about it or never express it. And of course, you know, as a young man, your your son is going to naturally more identify with his dad, right? And so on the one hand, he's angry at his dad for the way his dad treats him. On the other hand, he hasn't ever been, he hasn't ever experienced a healthier way to express his anger, right? So even though he doesn't want to be like his dad, he's going to become like his dad because there isn't another model for how to manage anger effectively. So the answer here, Nellie, is this is not so much a parenting question as it is a marriage problem. Uh, I would really encourage you to seek some professional help for this relationship. And even if your husband's not willing to go, because the mar- in, you know, in his mind the marriage works for him, because all he has to do is scream and yell and stomp his feet, and everybody kind of dances to his tune, I want you to get good one-person marriage counseling or pastoral counseling to learn how to approach and set better boundaries with this, how to express anger more effectively, how to set limits on your husband's behavior, because you know you want to show your son... That there is a healthier way to manage problems and deal with the frustration that he feels uh, and unless you can get a better dynamic in your relationship you're going to be setting your son up to not know how to manage his anger effectively and I realize that that's really hard to hear you know because when we have a parenting situation like this what you're hoping for is you know if I could just give him this consequence or use this little tool or a technique that that'll fix it but the reality is You know, the the most important parenting tool is what we model as, as our own people. And so the fact is, God wants to heal us through our parenting role and give you an opportunity to become the woman of God he's calling you to be, your husband to become the man of God he's being called to be, so that you can raise godly children but we can't give what we don't have. And if you don't have a healthy approach to anger in your home, you can't convey that to your son. So I cannot encourage you enough to take whatever steps you need to take to to, uh, to to work on this relationship with your husband, to become stronger yourself, to be able to set those effective boundaries with his anger so that he can manage his emotions more effectively. If you'd like more support in ho- how to do that, I encourage you to reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com to learn more about our pastoral telecounseling practice. Um, our book unworried a life without anxiety focuses on anxiety but but frankly a lot of anger is rooted in anxiety I'm afraid that I can't control this I'm afraid that this person's gonna get something over on me I'm afraid that I'm not up to this challenge and so for men in particular anxiety is often expressed as anger um, that book will unworried a life without anxiety can give you techniques to begin to address your own anxieties about dealing with his anger about the anxiety that's behind his anger uh, and, and, and managing emotions more effectively in general. But as I say, I suspect you're going to need some, some real professional help. So whether you want to seek local professional marriage and family therapy or you'd like to look for more grace-filled approaches through our pastoral telecounseling practice, I really encourage you to get that extra help. You can learn more about the book and our pastoral telecounseling practice at catholiccounselors.com. But Melly, I hope that this will encourage you to get the support you need so that you can show your son a healthy way to express the frustration and anger he's got from all the hurt that your husband's done. We're taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825 about your parenting questions. What are you worried about with your kids? Give us a call. Let's talk it out and help you get over it. 877-573-7825.
3: Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. We are in an age
2: where the culture is taking over so strongly and we need to be effective communicators one-on-one online in interviews phone conversations does it mean that every person is going to have a degree that every person is going to know how to do a podcast but we need to first form ourselves in prayer and know the faith and then at least know something if we're going to be evangelizing and out there on whatever platform on a regular basis but are we making sure that we are doing it to the best of our ability prayerfully but also in a way to communicate effectively. How do we get that message across? How
3: are we approaching people? Are we being kind? Are we giving them accurate information? Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio, weekdays, 9
5: a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio.
2: Father Benedict Groeschel. I
4: don't think people should have negative fears of God,
1: but I think you should get a lump in your throat. You should feel excited suppose i was going to take you and introduce you to the pope or to the president of some country or something you might get a lump in your throat forget it every day you i live and move and have our being in the presence
4: of god these are the class of feelings we should have and we should have them to an intense degree if we really had the sight of almighty
1: god these feelings are the feelings which we shall have if we realize his presence. And in proportion, as we believe that he is present, we shall have them. And not to have them is not to realize, not to believe that God is present to us.
0: EWTN.
1: Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi there. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. Imagine being married to someone who regularly goes out of their way to make your life easier and more pleasant. Someone who's willing to make little sacrifices just to see a smile. It's as if this person said I do to the marriage not just on your wedding day, but every day. Relationship experts call these qualities emotional rapport and benevolence. Research by the Gottman Institute found that healthy couples maintain a 20 to 1 ratio of these sorts of positive interactions when they're not in conflict. Can you imagine how that might affect a marriage? According to Gottman, couples with high levels of emotional support and benevolence are more likely to give one another the benefit of the doubt when one of them accidentally offends the other. Such couples are better at avoiding conflict and handling it more gracefully when it occurs. High levels of benevolence lead to greater trust too and that in turn leads to greater intimacy and sharing thankfully even couples who don't have high levels of benevolence and emotional rapport can cultivate it it all starts with finding those little ways of saying i do every day get more tips for building a strong marriage in my book for better forever a catholic guide to lifelong marriage or for more personal support visit catholiccounselors.com
2: Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today our show is titled Parent Power as we talk about reclaiming our power as parents to overcome all the worries we have about our kids. I mean, look... Being a parent is tough work. Being a Catholic parent seems almost impossible sometimes, especially in today's world. Exactly. And we never stop worrying, whether our kids are littles, school-age, teens, or young adults. We are always worrying about something as parents. What are you worried about with your kids? Maybe you wonder how to help them succeed in school, or you're concerned about helping them get along with their peers, or worried about how how they're getting along with their peers exactly. and the influence their peers are having on are them are
2: they following your rules are they getting along in your household oh my goodness are there's you, so much
1: are you worried about helping them grow in their faith or concerned with some other parenting challenge whether we're talking about those toddlers or those teens or those young adult kids or anywhere in between let us help you Calm your nerves, cooperate with God's grace, and reclaim your power to help your kids be everything God created them to be. Give us a call. The number is 877 573 7825. Again, that's 877 573 7825.
2: Let's before talk- we take our oh. next
1: call sorry we have two, no you're two big are right. absolutely we have we to we do this share. for
2: sure we want to send out congratulations to another member of the ewtn radio family queen of heaven and earth radio in fairbanks alaska is celebrating their 10th year with ewtn
1: awesome guys congratulations to steve mullins and his team at k q h e from all of us at ewtn and by the way Speaking of EWTN, this coming Saturday, EWTN is hosting their free family celebration at the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Complex in Birmingham, Alabama. If you happen to be in the area or get yourself down there, go down and celebrate uh, Mother Angelica's centennial of her birth Congratulations to Mother
2: Angelica. <laughs> just, just amazing how much grace has poured out in those 100 years of her centennial of her birth. There's going to be so much going on there. And remember, it is free at the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Complex in Birmingham, Alabama. Come and celebrate with the EWTN family.
1: Some of your favorites, uh, EWTN radio hosts will be there, TV hosts as well. Check it out at the Birmingham jefferson convention center and we are with that we are taking your calls about parenting right here on more to life at 877-573-7825 again that number is 877-573-7825
2: right now we're talking with jonathan who's listening to ewtn radio in new hampshire
1: hi jonathan welcome to more to life a member of catholic home as well
5: good morning Good, good morning,
1: morning Jonathan. What, what can we do for you, sir?
5: Sorry. Just pulling off the side of the road here. <laughs> Safe thing
2: to do. Uh, good traffic. for you.
5: Um, my question has to do with St. John Bosco, mm-hmm. my wife, not thinking I'm yelling at the kids enough to correct them because I want to implement disciple, uh, gentle discipleship discipline.
1: Okay. And so, so that's the uh, situation. I get, where, where, yeah, go ahead.
5: Go ahead. Uh, well, I, I'm call, this weekend my three-year-old, Threw something at the eight-month-old and instead of i guess she thinks i should have dressed him down um with a very loud uh, voice because i've got a loud voice uh, to correct him instead i picked the eight-month-old up and the three-year-old up and i brought them into our bedroom set them both on the bed and had a talk with the three-year-old
1: mm-hmm.
5: um later on that night when we tried frank- and what did, i'm
1: sorry and what did you do with the three-year-old how did, how did you how did you address it then
5: um, I let him know, you know, that his little brother um, requires more attention, a, a lot of attention because he can't do anything for himself.
1: Okay. And, 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 and how did – and I, I, did you have him make up to the 8-year-old in some way or, or address I it? did. I had him say,
5: i had him kiss his little brother on the forehead, and he did those uh-huh. things, and I brought him out and okay. had him uh, give mom okay. a kiss and tell her sorry because I know she was hurt too. I was pretty – upset but I was able to calm uh, yeah. myself down. I'd never seen Good I mean, for you. Yeah, that was a really virtuous thing, thing for you to do. Things. Okay. No, that that was
1: great. I think you handled it really well. So so where's the, where's the problem come in then? Why why was your wife upset with mm, what you did?
5: My wife took it as an opportunity to say how discipleship discipline has failed. Because I'm not okay. yelling and that's the reason why the 3-year-old threw something at uh, the eight-month-old. I know why you threw well, something at the eight-month-old. I
2: will say this to, a- to you, Jonathan, and I know you know this already, but whether you are a yeller and a screamer or you are working through discipleship discipline or, or something completely different from that, parenting and teaching appropriate behavior is lifelong. If if you have a child who missteps, reacts, just listens to their own bodily reactions and does something, it doesn't mean the discipline system you're using is failing. It means you're, it's your next step in having to teach them over again. It's not a one-and-done thing.
1: Now, now, Jonathan, I, I, just a follow-up question here. I, I I believe I mentioned that you're part of the Catholic home community, and so we, we've had some online exchanges about this. Do you, as, If I remember he serves, your three-year-old has some developmental disabilities as well, is that correct?
5: I'm, I'm He's uh, getting, you know, he's in preschool, so they're they're helping uh-huh. him out when school's in session.
2: Great.
1: Okay. No, that's good. But uh, I just wanted to understand kind of what we're dealing with here. So, so look, any three-year-old is is temperamental and lashes out because they don't have. Uh, good emotional control, self-regulation—that's that's, that's a, a, a task for any any three-year-old to learn. And and a, and a child who has some special needs is going to struggle with that even more. So you know the, he's if he is more impulsive, it's because he's three, not because you don't yell at him. And the fact is, you know, in, in order to not be impulsive or to not lash out, a child needs to learn self-regulation skills, which they, you can't learn if, if when you're being yelled at. Um, you know, in fact. Like we were talking about with our previous caller, uh, who was talking about you know how, how they don't have a good way of managing anger in their home, and now their 14-year-old is, is lashing out. Um, when we don't know how to exhibit that self-control and self-regulation for ourselves, and we lash out at our kids, we model poor self-regulation which is exactly what your kids don't need. So, you know, I realize it's a very sensitive topic, and I certainly don't want to, um, you know, take sides necessarily, but the, the truth is the truth. Uh, and so, you know, the three-year-old is impulsive because three-year-olds are impulsive. Plus he has some special challenges that are, that are making it harder for him to self-regulate. The, and in, in those circumstances, you especially have to have a household where you're all working to model that self-regulation uh, and that self-control that, that enables you to take down the emotional temperature in the household so that he can eventually learn to to manage his emotions more effectively and so doing what you did is exactly correct you're going to need to do it another thousand times before before he gets it because that's what that's what you do with parenting yeah um, it doesn't happen automatically it happens with repetition uh, and because making this change for self-regulation involves fostering brain development so in order to get self-regulation what happens to happen is okay with little kids you're, they're all—they're all big—they're—they're all big, they're, they're, they're feeling brain. They're—that's all they are. That's right? all they they're are. They're all limbic system.
2: And of course, the church backs this up as well by saying that the—the the age of reason is seven. That's why our children don't go to confession until they're at least seven years old because they cannot reason through anything enough to know the difference between a sin and not a sin. Anything they do is a mistake. It's something that needs to be trained. But they, the church in her wisdom says, hold on a second, let's realize these kids are one big thinking brain for quite a while here. Feeling brain. Feeling brain. Yeah. I so, apologize.
1: So, yeah. So, so a, a little child is, is all limbic system. And what that means is they're just a big ball of emotional reactions, All right. Mm-hmm. In order for us to develop self-regulation, our cortex has to come online. And, we, and what happens is the emotional brain throws feelings up to the cortex, our thinking brain. And the thinking brain says, okay, I got this. I know what to do with this. Let's talk through this. Let's think through this. Let's gather some resources. Let's make a plan. That's way too much for a three-year-old to do.
2: It's a lot for most adults to do. Yeah,
1: really. And so th- so they rely on mom and dad to be calm and walk them through what it is that I need to do instead, right? So we help identify what was it that was frustrating that three-year-old? How could they express that frustration in a more effective way? And then we repeat it thousands of times over the course of their young childhood, which then causes new neural connections to grow between that thinking brain and that feeling brain so that they can automatically learn to go in that direction. So every time you repeat something, you make a little scratch right in the brain where now I've got this pathway where, you know, the neurochemicals are going to go down that new road. So every time you do the new thing that teaches him how to express that frustration in a healthier way, you make another little scratch and make that groove a little bit deeper so that eventually he just goes in that direction automatically. But if you yell what happens is okay it it doesn't he doesn't learn what to do he learns that to be afraid of you and so when you're around he doesn't do anything but as soon as you're gone that he acts out. Or in some cases, like with our previous caller, if there's too much yelling in the household, then they learn that that's the only way to deal with anger. And so then they, they start lashing out at everybody, too. So in either case, you know, I appreciate where your wife's coming from, where she just wants to shut it down right away. That's not how people work. And the more she takes that approach with your kids, especially with your kids who have some special needs, the worse it's going to get. So I really encourage, I know that you're part of the Catholic home community, I really encourage you to ask your wife to be part of that, too, and, and have, uh, you know, have her challenge us a little bit. It's fine. We, we, we're happy to take those questions head on.
2: And also get support from other moms out there who are in the trenches all day long, but are having successes with the idea of discipleship discipline. You know, I think that, that we as adults can be very reactive ourselves you know she's overwhelmed by the by the fact that the baby was in danger for a moment she's overwhelmed by the behavior of the 3 year old and she really believes that, you know, if you just react strongly enough, everybody will get under control because she's desperately trying to get herself under control. I'm pretty sure if somebody else came along, you or anybody else, and just yelled at her to stop doing something, she wouldn't react very well. I mean, it might keep her from walking out in front of a bus if she was absentmindedly walking in the street, but it's not going to bode well afterward. She's going to be angry or she's going to cry, or she. but she's not going to be in one unison with a person to help learn to do new skills or any of those other things she needs we know as adults we don't like to be yelled at or be violently handled it doesn't change the same thing for our children we all need to be taught and that's the most important thing. So,
1: so, Jonathan, thank you so much for the call. Uh, I did uh, p- post a follow-up to the this uh, to your question that you posted to home uh, last night. So check that out if you haven't seen that yet uh, for some additional resources. And thanks so much for the question. If there's more we can do to support you, you know where to find us.
2: And I do want to add one more thing before we, we jump off this topic. When any set of parents, whether it's Jonathan, his wife, or anybody, when you have two people raising children together who have different ideas of what to do in raising your child anything discipline where they go to school anything we have to realize that these are god's children and it's an invitation that that difference of opinion is an invitation to come together and pray and ask god lord we both have a different idea of how to do this You created this child. This is your child. You've only lent this child to us to help raise them up and get to know you better. How can we give you glory in this? How do you want us to do this? And pray and talk and then pray some more and then talk some more until you come to a real understanding of where God's leading you with that particular child. And I say that very clearly because every child is different. So if you have one You only have to pray about that one child. If you have 13, you're praying that for each and every single child because they're all different. They all have special needs that are unique to them and how you deal with them. So when we are of a different opinion with the other person or people we are raising our children with, we have to be going to God and ask him how he wants his child to be raised. All right,
1: with that, we are taking a break, but uh, we are also taking your calls on the other side of that break. So give us a holler at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. If you've got questions about parenting, whether you have littles, school-aged kids, teens, or young adults, parenting's always a challenge, and we never stop worrying. So what worries do you have about your kids? Are you wondering how to help them succeed in school? concerned about helping them get along with their peers, or maybe you're concerned about how they're getting along with their peers and how those peers are influencing them. Maybe you're worried about helping them grow in their faith or follow your rules or, or any other concern. We are here to help you cooperate with God's grace, calm those parenting nerves, and figure out how to help your kids become everything God created them to be. Give us a call. The number is eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Proverbs chapter twenty two verse six.
2: Train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it.
1: And of course, we're all familiar with this verse, but I want to just take a minute to look at what does train up a child in the way he should go mean? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we think it means lecture your child about the way they should go, you know, to tell them a whole bunch of rules about the way they should go. But that's not training a child. I mean, that's only uh, telling a child what to do is only part of it. Modeling the behavior that we want our kids to exhibit is key because we can't give what we don't have. Practicing with them what we want them to do uh, and actually helping give them opportunities to do the behaviors that we want them to do so that they know how to express their frustrations respectfully, so that we're teaching them how to self-regulate, so that we're teaching them how to pay attention and how to follow through. Those are all skills that have to be taught. And so training up your child doesn't mean just telling them what to do. It means modeling it for them. And it means breaking it down and walking them through the steps and giving them opportunities to practice and building the structure that will help them succeed. And the more we can do that, the more we'll help our kids create those grooves i was just talking about with jonathan in our thinking brain so that when we have those strong feelings all that emotional energy can go down those healthy grooves that are carved in our brain by all those years of practice growing up in our childhood so that we don't depart we don't depart
2: they last into adulthood and help us to reason and make good decisions and choose virtue rather than just reacting to our feelings and so it's a very important scripture train up your child in the way he should go even when he is old he will not depart from
1: it well, more to life will continue with your calls right after the break
2: hello steve ray here everything in the bible and in the catholic church starts with a book of genesis it reveals to us god's plan for mankind yet genesis can be daunting especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries well that's where i come in with my new book Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check
4: it out. Do you have a lonely brain? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Loneliness, only enhanced during the pandemic, can actually help alter certain brain patterns, which can lead to various mental health issues like anxiety and depression. Your physical health can be challenged. Even with social media, loneliness is described as an epidemic. Loneliness can be complex, and there's a stigma associated with it. But mindfulness training, what you and I may call quiet and holy time, has been shown to combat loneliness. Pray more. Breathe deeply. Increase your list of friends. Even force being more social. Don't be afraid to gather or appropriately touch others. A hug or a fist bump can signal that you are present with somebody. Let's not forget our priests and religious sisters and brothers. When was the last time you hugged your priest? If you sense somebody you know is lonely, ask them how you can help. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on the Lonely Brain at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net.
2: Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today we're talking about parenting and particularly the worries we have about our kids. How do we get past those worries and find the grace to make a plan for addressing those concerns in healthy ways? 877-573-7825.
2: Let's talk now with Robert, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Illinois on Covenant Radio. Hi, Robert. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on?
1: Good morning.
0: Thank you for having me. Um, so, as I'm listening to your radio station, I'm thinking, because uh, I've been debating and and struggling with this for a while. Um, I'm grown. I'm 60 years old, but I have three children, and I tried raising them in earlier, and my life. We kind of fell away, and my wife, my wife did not. Robert, uh, we're going
2: to ask you to get a little little closer to, to whatever headset you're using. You're breaking up a bit, and we want to be able to hear you clearly. So you said you have
1: three grown children, and they've oh. fallen away from the church, I think you said, and that you tried to raise them um, in the faith, but but your wife doesn't share uh, the faith as well?
4: Right.
0: right. My wife at the time, we divorced because uh, we, mm. we I got married outside of the church. Okay. And, um, she's, uh, didn't want to support any of the, I tried to raise them within the church and she kind of, it was a struggle the whole time. And so now my children have fallen away from the church, but I have, re, I have re, um, I've gotten back into regular practice and I've gotten back mm-hmm. into the faith. And, um, uh, and now I, I struggle with the fact that I feel like I failed God because I didn't bring my kids to the, and do what I had to do to 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 be, as you say, a a uh, I don't know a, a part.
1: A, a I understand, but you know person. what? And I I, can, I completely understand the 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 feeling. But I I I think you know we do all do the best that we can with what we have when we, at the time that we have it. But how can we help you today? Like what what's you're just are you wondering well, how you can now, witness to your kids well, now? I, or I'm
0: interested. Or I'm interested in uh, one trying to re- to re- get my children to reconnect to the church. And also, they're all baptized Catholic. Uh, so they didn't get confirmed, um, but um, I have grandchildren now that I'm trying that I that I worry about, and I really want them to come into the church. Right. And um, and every now and then, my kids will let me bring them to church mass with us. But um, I don't know how do I how do all I right. go about that? I well, know. I mean, it's a,
1: it's a big question, and there are lots of different things we could suggest. Um, so I'm going I'm going to give you some tips right now, and then we'll give you some resources to follow up here. Um, so, you know, your own faith journey you know, has taken kind of a long and circuitous path, and, and you're, you know, you're on that road now and you feel good about where you're at, um, but you're probably going to have to take the long view with the kids here as well, You know, recognizing that, that, that God loves them just like he loves you, and he brought, you know, because you were open to his grace in time, you found your way back to the church. And so you know kind of having that longer view where your kids are going to need to, first of all, see how your faith is helping you lead a more abundant life, a more attractive life, a life that makes them look at Dad and say, you know what, there's something different about Dad, and, and what is that? And and you're, that's going to give you the opportunity to, to, to witness to the power of God's grace working in your life.
2: A life that allows them to be closer to you because you're showing up, because you're there, because you're listening, because you really care, that you've got their backs, because they've gone through a lot. You know, they went through a divorce. They've They've gone through dealing with all of the pain of that. So if you're there for them more concretely, more emotionally, and willing to say, hey, I'm really sorry for any pain that you guys went through. I wanna be here for you now in any way I can to help you heal from that.
1: By all means, do pray for opportunities to, for, to, you know, to introduce the church or prayer to them, but, but, but be careful not to turn them into projects, okay? Uh, because they will become defensive and, and be pushed away by that. What you wanna focus on is this. In our book, having meaningful, sometimes difficult, conversations with adult sons and daughters, Uh, one of the themes that runs through it is we have to make sure that our relationship is deep enough to contain the conversations we want to have. Right. So, you know, be careful that you're not, you know, so going from a relationship where you talk about the weather to relate to, to where you're trying to talk about the faith is a huge jump. Okay. So you want to make sure that you have the level of relationship with your kids that makes it natural to talk about beliefs and values and worldview and faith and those kinds of things.
2: And don't jump the generation, because if you focus everything on the grands, they're gonna. Your kids are gonna feel like you care about your grandchildren, but you weren't there for them.
1: Or, or that you so, only care about the grandkids because you want to drag them to church. Yeah, right? you, you want to focus
2: on your children and growing your relationship with them.
1: The, the, the healthier, more grace-filled person you become, the stronger and deeper relationship you create with your kids and grandchildren, the more the Holy Spirit can use you as, as, a, as a, a, conduit of grace in their lives. Um, we're gonna have. To, they're gonna kick us out of here. The music's playing, so we're gonna have to give you a resource here follow-up. I mentioned the book Having Meaningful Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Adult Sons and Daughters. It's really all about how you can be a mentor to your adult kids and have them receive your example, your witness, your advice well. Uh, So check that out. Again, having meaningful, sometimes difficult conversations with our adult sons and daughters, it's available at CatholicCounselors.com as well as wherever books are sold. And listeners, if you are struggling in your parenting life at all or have got those worries about your kids you'd like some help with, reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com to learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life. That's CatholicCounselors.com. And remember, folks, when we live in God's grace, there is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in.
2: You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.